Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview elite entrepreneurs, and I thank you so much for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. Today, we're going to talk about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. Now, Mark joins us again on the show, this time to discuss leadership, and he's just co-authored a script for aspiring women leaders, Five Keys to Success. Now, hang on, guys. This is excellent material and key material for men as well as women. There are some basic universal truths here that are important for you to be an effective leader in these challenging times. Listen and learn. There's a lot of stuff we're going to cover in today's show. This is really great. Let's find out more and bring them on. Hi, Mark. Welcome back to the Tony D'Urso Show. Hi, Tony. Uh, It's a pleasure always. Thanks for having me on. The honor is mine. There's so much that we learned from you. Our last show that we had, people still talk about it. Great content, great information. If you want to listen to the earlier show we did with Mark, go to TonyDURSO.com slash podcast and type in his name, Mark Villarreal, and the earlier show will come up. All right. Now, we are looking forward to talking about leadership and what we can do in these challenging times. And let's go back a bit, shall we? And let's follow your journey to success. We have more members in the audience now. Mark, how did it all start for you? What's your backstory? You know, it's funny that you ask that because I would say my backstory started at a point that was challenging. Uh, Fortunately, uh, in my career, it happened early as I was 20 years old and I was promoted to be a manager uh, in in the business that I was a part of. And I didn't succeed. I was terminated. And, you know, it breaks your heart. uh, And uh, but it opened my eyes. One of the things that I tell the story is that I found the book, The One Minute Manager, and I read the book and it really got me thinking about one, why didn't someone show me? these type of things before, because I was, first of all, put in a challenging area that I was promoted at 20. And uh, the business I took over was in a retirement town where the average age was 35 and above. So it may not have been the ideal situation, but the danger was, is I was promoted because I understood the business pretty well, uh, even at 20. And so I was put in the position uh, to be a manager with the hope that I would succeed. And that's the danger that is even out there today. I still see it today, it's very prevalent. The one minute manager made me start realizing, first of all, that's the difference between a manager that's transitioning into leadership on how you motivate people. But I was put in the position where I had no assessment of my skills or traits, no uh, conversations about a development plan, what I needed to develop. Uh, about accountability. And when I speak about accountability, I'm speaking about self-accountability for me to uh, take a big interest in my own development and how that would catapult uh, you know, my leaders to then add on to that. It really is the best benefit. So the next place that I went to, uh, I actually started putting those practices in place and I started not in management, but I excelled that very quickly. Uh, they promoted me into management. But I put the K 
catch people doing something right concept of the one minute manager. And then I would speak to anyone that worked for me about accountability, how I desired them to take self accountability and through their own development, wish to have that conversation with them about things they can develop. How can we provide assessments? But if they took self accountability, then it made it easier for me to invest in their own development as well, because I can see that they're succeeding. Uh, when promotions would come, it'd be easy to promote them as well. And it really started catapulting uh, my level of leadership each, each step of the way that uh, each place I went, I just excelled more and more. Uh, I owned my own business for a while, succeeded there to uh, then I took a big step into uh, going into technology, uh, and which I was very unfamiliar with. But at that time, I had very good uh, confidence in my leadership skills and my business uh, skills that uh, I relied on those. Uh, obviously, I, I had the big learning curve. My, you know, I'm going to say my mom was always a big influence. You know, so she, she would always teach me that humility is a strength, not a weakness. And that helped me in leadership. Uh, especially as a uh, one minute manager and the John Maxwell's preach about the servant leadership. And so I found mentors as well. Now, you know, obviously the, the books I read, you could say John Maxwell was a mentor, but I found uh, live mentors that, uh, you know, I can meet with and talk to. And my mom would always tell me, find mentors in life. But then as you start being mentored, pay it forward and mentor others. And even uh, don't wait till you think you're, have to know everything. You will be surprised how much you learn when you mentor others as much as you learn from those mentoring you. Your mom was so smart to give you such great sage advice at an early age. I just have to say that is such a great piece of advice there. She, she, she would always talk about paying it forward. And well, and Tony, you know, one of my books is called Leadership Lessons from Mom. Uh, I say I was, was going to say, I think, and I'd have to go listen back to the earlier show, but I'm almost positive that when you talked about this point in your life, that I made the same comment. And it was just because it just hits me. It's like, how great to have a mom to just give such good information. Right. And I remember, you know, sometimes it was the same lesson she would teach. I mentioned when I was younger that she would mention when I was older. So, you know, she would say, uh, in fact, in the speech I gave earlier today to an organization, I talked about my mom would always talk about everyone was a 10. That's when the Olympics were real big, meaning a perfect score. And she heard me, you know, I, was, I said something derogatory about some, uh, a kid that wanted to hang around our group. She just didn't like it. She said, everyone's a 10, whether you want them to hang around your group or not. But, you know, if you learn to treat everyone with respect, even, and, you know, and she would tell me this when I was then grew as a leader, even those that don't make it in your business, but yet you treat them with respect, because not everyone's going to be able to do it, will leave your organization paying that respect back, you know, uh, and, and I actually described that today about when you, and sometimes it's sad, you have to let some people go who are giving you every bit of the effort, but if they're not succeeding, they're not succeeding. And actually you know, it's a benefit to them to let them go to the next, you know, wherever they're going. But uh, I was telling about a business where we made sure we treat everyone with respect and people that we had to let go became our next customers. They went to businesses that they uh, grew in a position that, uh, you know, uh, they would buy our business or they would refer other employees because they knew we were a good place to work. And, and yet, but, they, you know, it just wasn't for them. 
In fact, I always say if I was hired to do a roofing job, I, I would be terminated in 30 minutes or hopefully not, you know, someone might get hurt. So there's, you know, there's things, uh, certain things that we can't do. But, but that's where it all started with me that it really helped me in several areas. You know, one, realizing that you have to take an interest in yourself. Two, if you're a leader, you have to take an interest in people. And it's not about you, it's about them. And if you, and then three, it's about strategy. So when those all three come together, and if everything's in alignment, then the more that you focus on others' success, yours comes naturally. And, and in fact, uh, I, I preach in business that uh, be careful about making constant change. I say a little change in DNA, you get a frog instead of a prince. Many companies make wholesale changes every year because what they wrote out didn't succeed. And so they say, okay, well, we're going to do something different. We're, we're going to make wholesale changes. And I, and I explain you paralyze your people by doing that. And instead of realizing it's one of three things, why things don't succeed, it's either people, strategy, or execution. It's one of the three. And, and so you owe it to define what it was. And then it might just be a little change in DNA that I have the right people, that I have the right strategy, or do we have the right execution? And we've helped, you know, in my coaching and consulting, I've helped businesses not make wholesale change, but then how do they evaluate things that um, they're able to just make an adjustment and roll out to success? So the, the, the fourth thing is always have an evaluation process, whether it, you're assessing yourself or you're rolling out business plans, you're rolling out strategy, or you put an action plan together of your own development. You have to have timeframes where you're going to assess it and evaluate and be honest to say, I'm improving here. I'm not here. What do I need to do? And adjusting. So it's the adjustment from the evaluation. So hopefully that answers your question there. <laughs> it sure did. And I have more questions. Mark, you are a very good, you are a superior coach and consultant. You're a great author. You're an excellent speaker. You run your own business. You're very, very successful. And I have found in all of my interviews that that purpose, that motivation that people have is so important. And I see a, a great correlation between their purpose and motivation and their extreme success. So I always love to know what is it that gets you up in the morning every day and go to work? What is your purpose? What's your motivation in all this? Well, I would say it's, it's a few things. You know, I I explained that, you know, I was the vice president of a $5 million, $50 million, $500 million organization, uh, which means I reported to the CEO or president. I, I explained that's not about ego for me to say that. I explained that because what works in a $5 million, works in a $50 million, works in a $500 million, works in a $5 billion. I worked with uh, the Cesar Chavez Foundation, and a lot of times people say, well, we're different. Well, you don't understand our business. So, you know, and then as we work through the process, I'm like, it works. Trust me. There may be scaling involved. So what gets me up in the morning is uh, I remember traveling with the CEO of that $500 million organization. And he said, if pay wasn't an issue, what would you do? And I said, I'd sit next to people all day long and coach them. Because there's one, it's my passion to coach and see people develop. But there's nothing like watching people recognize I'm growing uh, and, and gain that confidence and facing their giant. Sometimes their giant uh, may not be a giant to you when you hear about their giant, but it stops them dead in their tracks. And 
to help them overcome their giant, realize that they have the unique skills and gifts that need some development. And in fact, many times they're already using those unique skills and gifts and they just don't realize it, that they're, whether you're using it at home or those types. So my passion is, is watching people develop. Another passion I have, Tony, and I think it comes with my mom always preaching about humility. Uh, you know, you see my gray hair, but I love learning. And uh, I say the day I stop learning is the day I die. And so uh, that frightens me because I'm like, I better go learn something today because I don't want to die. Hey, we better learn something today. (laughs) Right. Yeah. This is the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the check continues about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, do you remember the first time you've gone into one of those giant wine stores and you're just standing there just looking around with no clue where to go, what to search for, what would pair well with whatever, and just lost I know that feeling, and I'm going to help you with something really important because I wanted to let you know about a few things. One is category awareness. You know, there's a wide misconception that you cannot purchase wine and spirits online and have them delivered to your door. Well, I want to let you know that you can learn and explore and purchase all from the comfort of your home, regardless of what the world status is. And this is the cool part. You can get unlimited free shipping with a membership. I got a membership for only $49 a year. I get unlimited free shipping to any address. I'm talking about the world's largest wine store. You won't find a bigger or broader selection of wine anywhere. And you can get the world of wine delivered right to your door. Wine.com handles your wine with great care before you even place your order by doing their own warehousing and fulfillment. I like that. Now, an adult signature is required, so delivery options are up to you on your schedule. And you can even choose to pick it up at a local site, such as FedEx. They'll tell you what's available when you order. Or you can deliver it to your home. Either way, shipping is on your schedule. And again, as I just mentioned, the cool part is free shipping year-round with stewardship membership for only $49. No minimum purchase. Order one bottle or a hundred or a thousand. Why not? Have a big party. And shipping is free every time. And you can use your membership to send gifts throughout the year to family and friends. And again, every time shipping is free. And Wine.com has introduced stewardship to eliminate the high costs associated with shipping, given wine is naturally heavy and can be expensive to ship. And they have a five-star wine app on iOS and Android. Just scan, rate, and buy on the go. You can scan a wine or liquor label to view pricing, professional ratings, and tasting notes no matter where you are. And you can send your favorites to my wine. Sound good? Let's do this. Go to wine.com slash Tony D-U-R-S-O and get $50 off your first order. Terms apply. That's wine.com slash Tony D-U-R-S-O. I'll spell the whole thing. W-I-N-E dot com slash T-O-N-Y D-U-R-S-O. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how you like it. Wine.com slash Tony D-U-R-S-O. You're 
listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDierso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Leadership in Challenging Times with Mark Villarreal. All right, and now back to the chat with Mark. A quick story, uh, and it's in my leadership lessons from mom, but I tell, you know, and I'm very vulnerable in that book to tell the story, really just to describe my mom. But, you know, uh, I remember uh, when a couple of my boys were young, I would uh, sometimes just drop them off at my mom's and she, you know, she loved the grandkids, but she noticed that I was just racing to go do things. And so she stopped me and said, look, uh, I'll always take the kids, but why don't you spend the day with them? You need to do something that matters today because you never know when you're not going to be able to. And you need to finish each day and ask yourself, did I do something that matters? And that's actually, I teach that in leadership because even each day, it's like, what did I do that mattered today? Did I help make a difference for someone or did I create content that I think will? Uh, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a big content creator, as you know. And so, you know, will that help other people move the needle forward? And so sometimes that's just uh, something great to strive for. And for our audience, you can find him at markvillareal.com. And I'll spell that. Mark is with a K, M-A-R-K. Villareal is, or Villareal, depending on your ethnicity, V-I-L-L-A-R-E-A-L.com. Did I get that right, Mark? Yes, you did. And when you said ethnicity, sometimes it's what part of the uh, of the country, the states you are. I grew up in California, so it was Villarreal. But when I moved to Texas, it was Villarreal. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it depends where you are. <laughs> Let's get into your vision path now and dive more into leadership. Your book is called A Script for Aspiring Women Leaders. And the subtitle is Five Keys to Success. And as I mentioned before, this is for men only. And I'm very curious about how can you write a book for women and have it apply to women, but also have it be for men? Can you kind of clear that up? Well, well the five keys, you know, it does have one or two tweaks that are pertinent just for women. I've, I've mentored uh, aspiring women for over 25 years, but the basic foundations are still the same. You know, they were just... As I would mentor women, uh, sometimes there was an occasion, and my co-author, uh, Christoyan Suniga, uh, used to just be my administrative assistant, and, and she was hired for that. That's what she wanted to be. And I just started, I'm like, you got some really good skills and gift. Uh, you know, would you be interested in growing more? I'd love to mentor you. Yeah, we both know that what drives your behaviors is your attitude, and what drives your attitude is your belief system, Right. In other words, sometimes, you know, hey, I'm no good. That's going to drive your attitude that you're not going to receive effort. Well, Krista was one of those that uh, she kind of held back because she was felt that she, uh, she could never be successful. And that was coming from home, unfortunately, for her. And, and she had all the skills. So I, do, I did find that uh, with several women that I mentored. And look, we mentored her into leadership to where she uh, started a new department and team for a 25 location business and uh, it excelled that she won employee of the year. Uh, then she took a new, started another part of the business for the, uh, for the same. And uh, 
she walked the stage of the big, you know, uh, enterprise business. You know, it was over 300 locations worldwide for her contributions. Uh, and now she mentors, helps mentor women, uh, you know, as well. And, you know, her growth has been just as very well. So the first part is with anybody, whether it's male or female, what is your belief system? What drives your attitude that drives your behaviors, which become your actions? Uh, you know, we teach with emotional intelligence, especially in behavior modification. If you're if you're trying to correct someone, if you understand what their belief system is, and you need, you can affect that stage, you can have even a bigger impact than just trying to correct it on the behavior side. If, you know, and so those that are gifted uh, and as they learn the skills of emotional intelligence can learn to do that to dig deeper. And so that's what we do with male or female. It, you know, I, this book it you know was for women. But if you look at my career, I've developed leaders of male and female, you know, uh, so it's not it's men and women and highly successful with their organizations today. In fact, that's part of my passion is I developed them. And even though I left the business, they're still out there succeeding today and paying it forward, mentoring others. So uh, but so that's how it started. I tell a story, another quick story, Tony, where early in my career, I was a turnaround specialist. And this was back in the 90s where I was brought into a business, single location of the larger franchise organization, but one single owner who was uh, $500,000 in debt, right? About ready to close the doors, customers complaining, vendors not getting paid and, and so trying to complain. And But uh, I was brought in and came in and the, what I would do in any turnaround was, it was never me. It was, let me assess the people, quickly define not only the leadership team, but are the people on the leadership team true leaders? And then who are the other leaders in the staffs that are, you know, you don't have to be in management to be a leader. And the, the, one of the first things I would do, and I, I preach this all the time uh, when I work with organizations, is how are you teaching your people how to problem solve and to make decisions? Uh, in fact, in my book, The Three Stages of Crisis Management, understand the three stages, the first stages before the crisis. Well, how do you know when the crisis is going to happen, right? Who, who knew COVID was going to happen? And so one of the first stages, teach your people to problem solve, teach them how you problem solve. So the more people understand your mindset, that's valuable, but also encourage them to learn other styles, but to have a defined method on problem solving and making decisions. And then the next stage is to empower them. Yeah, each one, their empowerment may be different based on their role, but they need to be empowered up to make decisions and then encourage them when they make decisions. You can coach them on what you might have done differently. But the, the you know, what is it? Uh, the worst decision is not making one. But what happens is you truly start seeing who your true leaders are and it starts building a strong culture that others gravitate to you. And you want to turn around any business, surround yourself with problem solvers and decision makers that are empowered. And your job becomes easy because that, you know, that culture picks up. We, we took that business uh, and ironically, we started hiring, hiring single mothers. It wasn't by plan, but one would refer another one and, and then one would refer another one. And they all had that. I kind of felt attitude. What can I take home to learn in the self accountability that I preach? Soon I had nine single mothers on staff uh, that were uh, developing and going into management. But that business there within two years won the award for the whole franchise, which is 260 locations at that time, 
for the most outstanding location uh, worldwide. And in three years, that owner that was $500,000 in debt uh, sold the business for $12 million. So, so there's a little bit that why I do have some passion to uh, help women develop. And, you know, this is a single mother story was great, but you know, they, don't, you know, they don't have to be a single mother. Uh, you know, and they're still going strong today. I can name them on what they're doing, whether we're still with that organization or part of other organizations. Uh, they're, they're, they're still out there contributing. And uh, so that, that adds to the passion. Now we built, you know, many of other leaders that, of men uh, that are out there contributing as well. But the first thing is define your belief system, recognize what your giant is, realize you have to have tenacity and perseverance, which are traits of a strong leader, and then start putting a plan into place. And then that's why I defined over 25 years mentoring women, you know, but mentoring men as well. I'm like, well, we, we actually devised a plan on what the five steps were. Uh, if you'd like, I'd, I'll briefly go through the five steps. I'd like to go over those five steps in just one moment. Yes. I want to make sure you've, you've touched upon it, but I want to make sure we understand, everyone in the audience, the culture, the, the, the state of leadership for women today. What, what does that world look like today for women? You know, ironically, because uh, some women, uh, I, I have a good friend that says, I don't feel I'm competing against men. Uh, I feel that I have unique gifts. I'm like, that's great. But if you look at the stats, you know, uh, 60% of, uh, of women uh, have junior positions, uh, 50% are in middle management, but then it starts diminishing from there. It gets to upper management that only 20%. And then at the C-level, meaning right below the CEO of the organization, uh, only 10%. And uh, of the S&P 1500, it's 5.1% of, of them are, are uh, CEOs. Logically, the pool for CEOs comes from your uh, C-level. And so the pool for the next line of CEOs is only 10% of women. So that is the status. It's, it's uh, a long way to go. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the check continues about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, let me tell you about Vidyard, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D. It's an easy to use yet powerful video solution that makes it simple to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Now, whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. Our solution is built for business with robust analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools, and customization options that answer businesses' unique needs. Vidyard is sharing a free guide to help everyone master video. The complete guide to video production will help you produce incredible videos in-house, and on a budget. Now, guys, email isn't dead, but you know, it sure is boring. So use Vidyard to record and send videos to connect with prospects, convert opportunities, and close deals. And you can put a face to your name with video. Record your face, your screen, or both for prospecting videos, follow-ups, product demos, and more. 
You can upload or create videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages, and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. You can use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. You can record your screen, webcam, or both. From product demos to customer testimonials to live streamed Q&As, anyone can handle their own videos in just a few clicks. And you can use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, prospecting campaigns, and more, all from one central dashboard. Sound good? Sign up for Vidyard free today by going to vidyard.com Tony. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts, so they are making signing up as easy as possible, so no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash Tony to start using Vidyard completely free and as a bonus, get their 2021 B2B Video Trends Guide. I'll spell that V-I-D-Y-A-R-D dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how you like it. Vidyard.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Erso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Leadership in Challenging Times with Mark Villarreal. All right, and now back to the chat with Mark. You know, ironically, there was a study done by NCEDU that shows that diverse companies that work with having a balanced women, men, but a balanced team because it really helps makes for great decisions and strategy are 16% more likely to be successful in their industry than organizations that aren't as diverse. So the facts are there. Having a diverse team with a good balance of men and women and, and for the right reasons uh, bring better results, but we're a long way from there. Mark, I kind of have a general question based on that. I understand that it's a, a small percent of women at the top, at the C-level, CEO level, and so forth. And you may have touched upon this as well. Is it their mindset? What does a woman have to do to advance? And I guess the word is compete or show that they're as good, they're they can problem solve, they can run a corporation. What's the essence of this? What do they have to do to be able to advance the show? Hey, I can do that job too. Well, first, it's always the mindset. I speak, preach about mindset all the, time, all the time. So it's that mindset, belief equals attitude, uh, you know, e- e- equals behavior. Uh, second, it's in, in a way, once they decide this is it, then they have to put the process in place. And in some ways they have to announce, hey, I'm interested, I'm doing this. And they have to be professionally vocal uh, about it. So they're, you know, uh, they have to demonstrate just like I preach to, to everybody, take self-accountability. In fact, that's even in my millennial book about, I want you to take self-accountability about your development. But, and that's why I loved about that story about the single woman, because they would take self-accountability, but they would say, what is it that I need to learn? In other words, the 
best thing that I would suggest is the part of the organization you're a part of, understand their values and their mission thoroughly and on why those are important. The mission statement is your organization's reason for existence. The values are what they want to demonstrate and live daily, internally and externally. Stage number two is understand what their strategic initiatives are each year. Use either two to three of those. Then as you're looking to develop and that you announce, Tony, if you were in upper management and I came to you and I'm like, how can I further align with our company's mission? What are the skill sets I need to learn that will help our strategic initiatives succeed? What can I do from my position? That's going to start opening your mind about this person actually is really taking some good strides. So, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I advise on. And and I can even say, bring me the missions, bring me uh, the values, because I'm going to ask you some questions about how are they living this mission? How are these demonstrating these values? Uh, I teach that. It, can you take the mission statement? And if someone asks you, what's your mission statement? Can you immediately, based upon identifying who they are, customer versus a vendor versus a potential employee, and tell them the mission statement and why it benefits them. Because you have to know if you can do that, then you understand and you've embraced your company's mission. Those are great points. Everyone take notes. Listen to this interview again. This is the stuff if you want to advance in your corporation, male or female. Absolutely. This is the stuff. I love it. All right, and now with the drum roll and no further ado, let's talk about the five keys to success. Well, the five keys to success, because once I, I start working with women and you know, talk about, man, here is the, the gifts that I see in you, they want to get out there and that's great, you know, right? But I always say, well, let's build a foundation first because even in business, when I work with businesses or in my own business, what's the foundation? Uh, just like I described a moment ago, what is your personal values that you list out. So let's define what values you have them. And, you know, you probably have 20 of them, but let's define the top five to seven values because once you define that and why, because I call that define what you will live by. If you say that it's going to be, uh, in fact, there's a uh, Sandra Sumter out there in San Diego that runs her own business. One of her values when she started was work-life balance. She, it was so important. She has a, a, a boy, you know, married, and she said, I don't want to take calls past seven o'clock at night, nor on the weekend. That will be for my family. And she's lived that to this day. Very impressive, you know, a very successful uh, person and organization. Because we all can describe values naturally of integrity, honesty, ethics. Ethics is a big one, respect. But the other things, you know, to have fun in my business, to help other people develop, Work-life balance is a, is a good one. So I have worksheets that it's like, really, let's define the values that you will live by and uh, your personal mission statement. What is your reason for existence? Because this will be the foundation of everything you should decide moving forward. What companies you work for, yeah, and you can mess it up if you're currently working. What, uh, as you start your own business, what is that uh, going to be and your strategies and people you may hire, you know, those types, because if it doesn't, if you sacrifice your values, uh, then you're hurting yourself. You have to really understand this should be the basis for every decision. Uh, We start doing some goal setting uh, in the stage one, but stage two 
is what we call define what you will live for. So we have define what you will live by. Now I want to know what I'm going to go after. And it starts with your vision statement, which sits right next to your mission on top of your values. Uh, and I define it, uh, as you know, I have a book on mission, vision, and values as well. This culture is so important to me that your mission pushes and your vision pulls, but they both go in the same direction. That's how they should be defined. And so we have a process on how to define your vision. It should be a little more internal, not external, because uh, the book, Good to Great, describes a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, and that's what your vision statement should have. And from there, then we start mapping out, uh, you know, we start a little bit on your personal goals in stage one, but here we start saying, what are your skills and traits and how can we assess those? Because if not, we don't have anything for a roadmap on where we need to go. Yeah, I call it a roadmap to success, just like a GPS, right? Uh, the reason I like talking about a GPS is sometimes you might have to take a detour, but you know where to get back on the road and you know where you're heading to. So with that, we describe on how to assess your traits personally, but then how to do what's called a leadership 360 to have a couple peers or uh, other people that you value, that you think understand you very well, that they do the assessments and evaluations on you as well, providing as many comments because it allows you to see are there vast discrepancies or do they seem pretty much the same. The, The third stage, we call it prepare for battle. And it's only because once we start doing assessments, they want to get out there. So I always say, I love someone that I have to hold back more than push them forward, right? But the prepare for battle is you have to understand before you get started that you're going to have roadblocks, you're going to have obstacles, you know, men and women. So what do you need to prepare that when you hit those, that you're going to have a support system that helps you push through it? So on the uh, script for aspiring women, I work with them on building a support network. Now, uh, support networks can be your chamber of commerce and, you know, community. But uh, in the book, we also go into women's support networks. There's a quote out there that states, behind every successful woman is other successful women who have her back. Uh, So women have great support networks. But for men as well, that's why you have uh, different networks and, and groups that you go and you, uh, because it teaches you how to hold each other accountable. Uh, it teaches you that now that I assess my traits, how um, uh, can these support networks help me to uh, learn uh, development of those traits as well, where I need growth? Because then once you select your support networks, and it should be more than one, it should be a few. I'm going to, it could be, I need you as a mentor. I need this person as an accountability partner. I want to be part of this chamber of commerce. And on the, on, the, on the women's side, it's like I want to be part of this women's support network. On the men's side, as you know, there, there's uh, uh, EO and YPO and, and uh, with organizations for entrepreneurs or, or people in leadership as well. So they're for both sides. Those organizations do that because it teaches not only skill sets, but accountability. Stage four is then putting that plan in place. It's called overcoming, uh, you know, the, the, the roadblocks that are going to come. And that's where you build an action plan with smart goals. Once again, you know, uh, smart goals are from good to great, you know, something that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound on each of your developments, each of your goals, 
how are you going to accomplish it? And you share that with your support networks as well. But then as you start hitting those roadblocks, that's where your support networks and your mentors and your accountability partner help push you through. Uh, on the women's side, I would say that a lot of times it's close to home when you start hearing uh, the naysayers because they notice that you're taking time away from home. Uh, you're not here as much, you know, and they were supporting you at first, but now it's like, well, there's been some changes. And that's why uh, that support networks, uh, those, those have been, anyone that's been through it before will help pull you through. And then the final stage, that's called ride the momentum. You're, you're starting to do it. You see, you know, you're growing, you're, you're, you gain some promotions. And so what do you do to make sure that momentum continues and not stops? It's not like I arrived. That's where uh, we have assessments and evaluations and everything I do, I build in how are we going to evaluate it and make adjustment. And so the program defines that. And then also pay it forward, mentor others, because the more you mentor others, you will grow. And then we start filling that pipeline. So those are the five. I appreciate that. I like those. Once you started mentioning point three, I believe, prepare for battle or, or, you know, get ready for battle. I just started going into, all right, battle plan and take this hill and, and take this island and control this corridor in the seaway, you know, and then put on your armor and get your weapons and run out there and charge it. I'm just thinking, this is really like a battle. I mean, it is a battle. We call it a battle. Some people call them their action plan, a battle plan. And it really is. It's like, because you've got to take market share, you've got to get your product out there, your service out there. And there's others that may not want you to, but there's room for everybody. So you've just got to get out there and get your little piece of, uh, get your piece of the market. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey guys, last year was rough on everyone from politics to the pandemic. The entire world was affected in some way or another. That's why it's time for everyone to turn a corner, to move forward from the things holding us back and to take the lessons we learned in 2020 and apply them to our lives from now on. Turn a corner with therapy. The sooner you start, the further you'll go. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure you're really progressing. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. And I'll spell that T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E. Talkspace has a therapist network. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code 
Tony to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Tony and Talkspace.com. That's T A L K S P A C E.com. Code Tony, T O N Y. All right, guys, check it out and tell me how much you like it. Talkspace.com with code Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Erso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Leadership in Challenging Times with Mark Villarreal. All right, and now back to the chat with Mark. Right, and I would love to tell everybody, you know, whether they're kind of working for an organization in leadership uh, or or rolling out, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial thought on their on their own, that everything's going to succeed, but it doesn't. You hit those roadblocks, but those roadblocks actually do make you better. You you know, as you work through them, you learn better skills. I was asked today uh, after my presentation, the question and answers that like, tell me a few things that if you knew earlier, you would implement them earlier. And uh, one of the things I said is confrontation is a benefit. And my mom used to tell me that all the time, meaning it doesn't mean to be confrontational, to go be argumentative. It means that learn to confront things as they happen. Don't let them pile up. And, and the more you do it, there may be times that you mess up, but you learn better in that skill on how to have the conversation. But uh, the less you get things on your plate, you, you get better for it. And uh, I, I improve leaps and bounds the more that I... Uh, realize that confrontation is a benefit and that I would confront issues. And what happens is, and I have to explain to them is uh, this group, it was their leadership team. Uh, the more that you get known for confronting issues and not letting things uh, build on your plate, uh, the people that you're leading will appreciate it. And I explained, John Maxwell says leadership is if, if one thing, it's influence. And I said, you're actually demonstrating having that influence over those you're leading that you'll start noticing they start doing the same. They start, you know, they touch it once, they start following you. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's the old saying, if you think you're not being watched, you're fooling yourself. Uh, I gave them another example of, of a, a leader I worked with that uh, kept telling me about an employee that they had on their team. They were part of a big organization but uh, it says, I need to replace this employee, but I haven't found a replacement, but they're really affecting the other people. But if I let them go, then you know, I'll have to work all these hours. And, and I, I mentioned, do you think uh, the rest of your leaders aren't watching that? You know, first of all, so how do you want to be perceived? And I told a story, and this was, this was the, the company I went to work for right after I was terminated, where I had to term, I had terminate someone uh, and I discovered they were stealing. But, and, but to me, you know, when you terminate people, it's if they're not living the values and, and the mission. And when you define that it's bad character, you need to terminate them right away. Because they'll start infecting everybody else. Uh, you know, I said, uh, and you can't change bad character. I don't believe you can. Others may argue. I say only two things can change bad character, something drastic and something divine. And I'm neither. <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen bad character change. But it's by something drastic happening in their life or something divine. And that's, you know, if they change, that's great. But I'm not there to be either of them. But uh, I, I had 
I didn't hesitate. Uh, and I've been in some difficult situations. I call that, what is your moment of truth? And uh, I can define some situations. And I worked 59 straight days, days straight after terminating that person from nine in the morning till nine at night. It was retail, very exhausting, but uh, also very rewarding because the culture that people knew that what we stood for, uh, they appreciated it. They came into alignment. You know, culture is one of those things, Tony, it drives everything. And when it's great culture and it's driven from the top down, then it starts being uh, also driven from the bottom up and your employees protect it. They become very protective. Uh, and if you, if you bring on someone by chance that doesn't match the culture, they stick out like a sore thumb and your employees will let you know about it even. So, it's, you know, so that's the importance of the leadership set in the culture with that based upon the values and the mission. And if they have to make a decision, their moment of truth, once again, every decision is measured against the values and the principles. And so even whether this person's going to make it with us or not, is part of it, that's your measuring board. Mark, you're brave and courageous. I've worked in retail for a short while, and I know exactly what you mean and where you're going and very good on you. You stick to your principles. Excellent. Your mom taught you well. Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, <laughs> yes, I mean, Mark, I'm very curious. I always like to ask our guests what they're looking to accomplish. You've had so much growth since our last meeting, since our last interview. What's the future look like for you now? Well, a few things. You know, COVID, it's funny because I can say that when COVID hit, I did adjust. And so hopefully, you know, uh, I lived what I teach, right? And I'm like, okay, first of all, I wrote that other book about leadership crisis management, understanding the three stages. And I did that because I thought, how can I help others? And, you know, whether they're in this crisis, hopefully they can survive. Many people haven't. Uh, what's next for me is I've been working on a lot of content. I created e-learning even for this book, a script for aspiring women leaders. So it comes with a workbook, but then they can, if those that want to do e-learning that uh, they can put, whether for themselves or the group that they're working with. And I made it to where uh, it, it's very reasonable. In other words, because I wanted to get out there, I wanted to have that effect. And uh, then from there, the uh, expanding on the coaching programs, so that they can work one-on-one -on -one or within groups. Uh, I'm definitely still working on more content. I have about 60 training programs that are already built, but my goal is to have them built into e-learning to expand to, uh, to create what's called a membership site that, that's available to others, uh, companies that like, hey, here's some pre you know, prepared training sessions that are whether a day long or multiple days or all the way down to just a webinar style that you can utilize uh, to train the trainer, have someone in your organization, or the e-learning is available as well, but it comes with manuals. It's just, I'm um, just very passionate on what can I just keep developing that's out there to help others. And, you know, uh, some days are hard, but they're rewarding. And I really, I think that's the next thing. I do have another children's book I'm working on. Uh, that's uh, still in the, uh, my children's book are called The Adventures of Park Ranger Brock Cliffhanger and his Junior Park Rangers. And I have two out there now. And so it'll be the third one. Uh, and that's because I just love helping kids dream big. That was, uh, I, I didn't even know if I told the story, but that's a testament to my mom 
She said, I never want that little boy in you to grow out of you. Uh, because when you're a little boy, you believe that you can accomplish anything. And then somewhere between that and adulthood is where you start thinking you can't. And so I just want you to always dream big, but to help others do that. And so I do that with the children's books. Sounds great. You had so much production. We look forward to all those goodies coming out. Any other resources come to mind? You've mentioned a couple of good books and some good methodology here. We just want to learn from you and pick your brain on anything else. Well, I mean, there's, there's so many books out there that you've, you know, uh, Seven Habits, I think is a foundational book. Uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team is a great book uh, called First Team Environment is what I preach. And I, it, it really, you know, it should be foundation. Um, the Speed of Trust, uh, which teaches, you know, trust is something, uh, it's real big because sometimes people think, well, and my dad was in the military before I was born and uh, he was a drill instructor and had that mentality his whole life. So he would say, I have the stripes. That was his belief. And uh, I differed with them because I'm like, true leaders have to earn trust daily. They have to realize that. And they have to have that humility if for any reason they didn't to how do they get it back? That's why values are so important. There are some things that you might make a mistake. And if you have that humility, you can correct it, own up to it and earn that respect back unless it's ethics. Sometimes if you cross ethics, that's hard to ever earn back. But uh one minute manager. I mean, it's one of the oldest books out there as far, and it's still so foundational. And think of it from the viewpoint of manager transitioning to, to leader. As I even say, what's the difference between a manager and a leader? And, you know, do you, which one do you want? Are there times in business that you want someone just to be a manager? And there is, you know, if, if I have someone that I want them to uh, run this department only for six months. It's been making money. I want them to be a manager, be, you know, because the status quo is fine, right? But leaders push the status quo. They look for improvements. So, you know, those would be my recommendations there. I could probably name so many more. <laughs> those are but, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Once again, everyone, we talked about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. And you can find him at markvillareal.com, V-I-L-L-A-R-E-A-L.com. Mark, loved it. Inspiring every time we talk. Just so inspiring. Such good information. I really hope that everyone in the audience listens to this again and uses this information. Get Mark's books. Check out Mark. Find out more. Reach out to him if you need. And Mark, you're always giving us the good stuff. You're always really just sharing with us and it is so appreciated. I just want to thank you so much. No, thank you for having me on, Tony. Always a pleasure. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I'm sure this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned so much about leadership in challenging times with Mark Villarreal. What a great interview. I really love his mom. So wise, so sage. And he's written a couple of books on her teaching, her mentorship. And please go check it out. Go to markvillareal.com and get his stuff. This is great. Whether you work for yourself, you work for someone else, you are starting a company, you want to take your business to another level, you're looking for a job, you're looking for this, check this out. He's really good. I've interviewed him a few times. And if you go to 
tonydurso.com slash podcast and put in Mark Villarreal. You'll get the earlier interview as well. Really great stuff. I do this for you. I'd love to know what you get. I want to know. Please share. How did you use this information to help in your business or your career? Did it give you some new ideas for your business? Did it stimulate you to take some action? Let us know and grab hold of your vision. Decide you're going to start something great or take what you have to the next level. You know it, it starts with the decision and you have to make that decision that you can do better. And remember what Mark says, learn something every day. Don't go to bed without learning something. So very, very good. It keeps you young, keeps you energetic, keeps you on point. Do that. And by the way, my vision map, I wrote that years ago when I started podcasting and I didn't know anybody in the industry. I never did radio. I never did podcasting. I didn't know any of this. I am Italian. I can talk. But you need a couple of details. And I got myself a mentor and I wrote out the vision map. I wrote it out and I'm giving it to you free so that you can do it too. Just go to tonydurso.com slash books. What I created, I call my empire. I've, I've built a really good business on podcasting and I wrote up the vision map so that you can do it too and so that you can build a good career in the vision that you have. And it only takes a year or two or three. It really doesn't take that much longer these days. In fact, that's probably old school because things have accelerated so much with technology and tools and applications. Probably hearing that it takes two years to to make a really great living is probably very old news. Just like, what, 40, 50 years ago? Corporations back then, they had 10, 15-year strategies. Just think about that. This is where they went back. Things are moving so fast. When I wrote the vision map five years ago, I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish or wanted to accomplish and set up a really great business in about two years. Today, I believe it's a lot faster. In fact, I'm sure that some of you have probably done that a lot faster. I've heard of people doing it faster. Please share with us. Tell us. And by the way, guys, please subscribe, like, comment, follow me, and and I will continue to bring you world-renowned elite entrepreneurs who've made it to the top of their game. All right, and please do consider supporting the show with a nice review. Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash Tony, or you could also go to Apple Podcasts as well. All right, guys, thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of the Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.